We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. J.B. Bickerstaff spoke earlier today, and he went on the offensive, right, to defend his team and the career path. I wanted to... We'll play some of it in this hour. Again, Albert Breer is going to move to to, to 6 o'clock here. We're going to play some of it for you throughout this hour. I just want to start with, because it was a brutal January. It was a January that started with, yeah, they, they had had a couple not great games at the end of, of December, but you were still closer to the one seed starting this year, or starting uh, January, than you were to like the eighth seed. Now you're truly, I think they're still the fifth or sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, but they've they've considerably fallen off the pace of the top of the Eastern Conference. And a lot of it comes back to simple stuff. Like J.B. Bickerstaff has either lost them games or negatively impacted their chances of winning games. And I think something that we've forgotten, and I've, and I've talked about this, because I'm not trying to go all in on J.B. and say it's time to fire him. Um, that might end up happening, guys. I think we all assumed that J.B. Bickerstaff was going to get this year. But so much of this year was J.B., and not just J.B., everybody not named Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. Everybody else proving that they belonged on this roster, in this organization, with those four guys. Because you're not trading Darius Garland if this season is goes ass up. You're not trading Evan Mobley. I think the most logical guy you might be able to move is Jared Allen. And that just feels like, uh, uh, like you're trading maybe the heart and soul of your team. Which would be a huge gamble. Not in terms of assets, the, the same level of gamble as Donovan Mitchell, but trading... Trading, uh, trading for Donovan Mitchell, but in terms of your constitution, how you're built, it's probably not happening. It's it's so much of a risk when you're so close from a talent level with those four players. So any change is going to come to the fifth starter on down to the tenth guy in the rotation onto your head coach. So have have the last two months. Have they opened up your mind to any scenario where J.B. Bickerstaff could be in trouble in season? Because I think the press conference, the beginning of the press conference, I called it a state of the union earlier today. I like the mentality from J.B., which is I'm going to go on the offensive on this. 
I don't like where we are, and I don't like where the air around us is. It still speaks to, though, a little bit of an insecurity maybe. It still speaks to a guy who either feels heat from the, the, the front office or the ownership or maybe a guy who just sees young players who are maybe a little bit more akin to like paying attention to uh, headlines and paying attention to Twitter and paying attention to TikTok and paying attention to what people say about them. That's the wild thing about what J.B. Bickerstaff said earlier today. It goes anywhere from he just doesn't like hearing the criticism of fans to, nope, he's feeling the heat internally. I think the number one reason why I don't think it would make sense to move off JB in season is it's only been 53 games. And it might, if you're the Cavs, you run a risk. If JB isn't the guy, I don't know it's going to take you 82 games and the playoffs to know. We've had a lot of really smart basketball people on this station say you don't really know who you have in with JB until you get through the playoffs, which is a fair take. But this is not like this is JB Bickerstaff's first season. JB has playoff experience before, I believe in Memphis, his one year as assistant coach. JB also was the head coach for a, a short stint in Houston. So, J.B. Bickerstaff is not what, like, Ty Lue was when Ty Lue was the interim head coach for uh, X amount of games and walked right into the playoffs. Nope. This is a guy who's been in a playoff series before. Uh, sorry, and he was – I flipped those two things around. He had one year in Houston where they lost in the first round. Then he spent two below 500 years in Memphis. I'm not trying to, try, I'm not trying to do the thing that we often do. I'm not trying to lay the groundwork for JB to get fired. But I think when most of my criticism is about end-of-game management, meaning coaches impacting your ability to win, guys, I think that's a much bigger concern than you realize. I think the fact that we look at the staff, and I, guys, I don't see, uh, I don't see the, your, your Ty Lue. I don't, no offense to Luke Walton, who I know is on the staff, Greg Buckner, another well respected coach. The coaches that he has are well respected guys. But as much of a risk as letting JB play this out, and maybe you're one and done, or maybe, maybe honestly, you go to the, uh, the play in tournament and you don't even make a seven game series. That's the only thing that would be disastrous. This team missing the playoffs or missing a seven game series entirely would be the biggest disaster you could have. Things will have to go really wrong, and it I think it does start with J.B. Bickerstaff. And, and let's just also be honest about this. If this team isn't in a seven-game playoff series, no matter the context, J.B. is fired. That's not what I want. It's what will be the reality. You were the plucky upstart with the three young guys that you had that were three uh, all-star level players or all-star level talents. If they had brought those three guys back and just tried to continue building as is and you miss the playoffs, I don't know it's definitive that JB would be fired. I'd still put money on it that he would have been. You miss a seven-game playoff series with this roster after making the Donovan Mitchell trade. Yep, he's gone. But in letting it play out for a season, there's a risk. The risk is you already know JB isn't the right guy to 
to take it to the next step. And things continue to fester. And by the end of this year, the culture isn't where you want it to be. And things aren't great. That's the risk. The equal risk is you pull the plug too early. You don't have the right guy to go to. And the same thing happens. No pressure, Kobe Altman. 216-578-0092. After what we saw in January. Because I, I initially came into this season saying, JB's safe the whole year. After what I saw the last month, I still think he probably should be. But all of a sudden, I'm wondering if he is. I'm wondering if he's got 82 games and a playoff series. Or whether he's got to make this happen maybe even before the, the veteran pickup deadline, which is March 1st. That's different than the trade deadline. That's next Thursday where you can sign veterans to come in and play roles. You know, guys have been waived, uh, uh, bought out elsewhere. He might have till then. I'm not saying that's what it should be. I'm saying that's what it could be. Is there any scenario uh, J.B. Bakerstaff could be in trouble in season? Let's go with Frank. Frank, welcome to the show. Um, You know what? My, my thought is that maybe uh, Kobe and him both are. We'll see how this works out trade-wise. But Bakerstaff, like, how can you not – figure your bench out like one minute you know chetty has 27 points the next time he's playing seven minutes all those guys it seems like that's what i can't figure about out about him and sometimes he takes time out so when we got the lead i'm like why would you do that yeah. yeah i think uh i've got mixed emotions with him and i mean i think we all feel that same way because you know what we do feel like we're a playoff team after last year and especially with mitchell in the, in the thing so and you know so he abuses his starters and like I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. I th- it's so it's it's funny you mentioned the the bench stuff. I think JB has abused the starters because he hasn't had a fully formed Kevin Love, and Ricky Rubio just came back. I still don't think that's a good excuse. I the it's so funny to hear JB kind of go to bat for uh and, and you know last week the, the discussion around the Warriors game was um, load management. And then this is a guy that has Donovan Mitchell averaging three more minutes per game this season than his peak in his NBA career. I think the the previous highest minutes per game Donovan had, had was like 33. And uh, he's at over 36. Not great. Now, load management's really important, and we shouldn't attack the Warriors for this. Also, I'm going to go play the ass off Donovan Mitchell. Something I said at the beginning of the show, this should be said. There's no shame in losing to this Miami team. They're a team that wins even on off nights because of culture. But you didn't have to lose that game. And that's the kind of loss, you know, because we get into this 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 line of thinking. Well, it's the NBA. It's regular season, 82 regular season games. No one game is more important than another. Yeah, there are some games that are more important. The Memphis game, not going to come back to haunt you in the Eastern Conference. That's a Western Conference team. Both the Knicks and the Heat are anywhere from one and a half games to three games behind you in the Eastern Conference, or three and a half games behind you in the Eastern Conference. It's one thing to lose a dumb game out of conference. It's another thing to lose multiple dumb games in conference and to lose them in a way that leaves you wondering about the head coach's time management. And listen, they're, guys, it might be just as simple as they that JB needs an offensive coordinator. But as much as you and I can talk about the end of game offense, and it's ugly, it looks it 
I don't want to say illogical. I don't want to say nonsensical. It looks like they're rolling the ball out there and saying, all right, Donovan, go be a superstar. And I don't know if that's what Donovan wants, and maybe JB is adhering to that. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's if JB's kind of letting them learn in the moment. But in the NBA regular season, when you currently sit, and last night, you know, you could have moved up to within five games of the first seed in the Eastern Conference. When when you're there, you're in a power position. The Cavs can't be you can't keep falling back on wait and see losses. And it feels like there are a lot of times where JB just lets it happen instead of taking control of the end of game thing. And I'll just be honest with you. All the really great head coaches in the NBA that know how to win, know how to win inside 90 seconds, inside 120 seconds. It's really concerning that three of those losses happen in one month. 216-578-0092. Any scenario where JB could be in trouble in season, let's go with Ron, you've been waiting. What's up, buddy? What you got for us? Hey, hey, Nick, how are you, my friend? Hey, uh, r- real quick, i, I got to send you some flowers, my friend. You, you have a great show. You're well-organized. You're thoughtful, poignant. Uh, you got an expansive vocabulary, and you live in Manaway. So uh, I just wanted to <laughs> let you know that really quickly. I actually put uh, that last one because I, I put the first three on LinkedIn, but I made sure to put the also I live in Manaway on my LinkedIn last week. So thank you for putting that out. <laughs> Yeah, you know this start this discussion with JB is a much longer discussion, and that, I wish I had, can just sit and drink some awasaka juice with you, and, and we could talk about this. But uh, I, I actually disagree with you. Uh, I think the the coach is on the team. I, I think Luke actually will be the next coach because uh, that's exactly what this team is is missing. Golden State Luke, not Sacramento Luke, but uh, uh, this team is soft, and the, JB should be the, the difference maker to overcome that deficiency. And that, that would be an offense that Luke would instill, kind of like the Golden State offense. He's a student of the triangle, obviously, having played for Phil. Uh, he, he, he instituted that. That's the same offense Steve Kerr runs in, in Golden State, obviously the same offense he ran in Sacramento. That would be perfect for this team and would overcome the deficiencies uh, on, on the soft end. They're soft. And uh, one more thing I wanted to say, uh, you know, JB has changed the he's a great, you know, he's done what he's supposed to do here. He's changed the culture, uh, which was sorely lacking, and he instilled defense. It's a great defensive team, but they need, like you said, late game to, to move. They need a motion offense, which Luke Walton uh, would instill. I think Luke takes over for the team mid-next year. I think JB gets this year. Like, you made, again, you're, Nick, you're great. You made some excellent points. He, he, if he doesn't uh, make a, a playoff run, at least, like, deep into the, the first round this year, uh, he'll get the rest of this year, and then they'll watch for early next year, and, and he'll be gone, like, mid-next year, and Luke will take over, and everybody will say that he's the second coming because of the offense that he puts in, which will overcome for the fact that they're soft. And those are some of the things I wanted to touch upon. I wish we can get to Mawasaka, sit down and, and, and delve deeper into this. But that's what I have for now. Nice job, Nick. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate you. I also want to make everybody know I did not pay Ron to say any of those things. Uh, also, Ron, if you and I were to do ayahuasca, that is a four-day excursion. All right? Uh, my boy Jeremy and I have done some extensive research into where we could go to maybe uh, broaden our horizons. It is not a one day. This isn't like we're going to go have a beer and then afterwards go play golf. This is you have ayahuasca, you sit on your ass and question the universe for four days, which is probably why I would be interested in that sort of thing. Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hello? Hello, Charles. 
Yeah, what's going on, man? Not much, buddy. What you got? Well, you know, I think JB's, you know, he's getting a hard criticism, but a little bit of this Kobe's Altman fault, too, simply for the fact you have too many other same players on this team. You got Kevin Love, D. Wade. They're the same players. You have Jenny Osmond. You have uh, uh, Lamar Stevens. You know, you got Isaac Accord. You got three small forwards. So, and plus, you need a tough guy on this team. Who's the leader on this team, you know? Um, That's what we we want to know. Who's the leader? So, you know, it's funny you say tough guy, and I I appreciate the call there, Charles. I think they're missing a glue guy. I think think they need a player, and and ironically, uh, it it is the three that we've talked about since the second uh, Donovan Mitchell got traded for. Um, I think that they're missing a glue player who can tie together your backcourt and your frontcourt. Now, I... And I swear this isn't any ayahuasca talking here. Uh, or uh, what did he say? Ayuska? I don't know. But whatever he said, yeah. I, we need to clip it because honestly, it made me uh, love Ron even more. Um, I I think a guy, and I'm saying like, it doesn't have to be this guy. A guy like Gordon Hayward is the kind of guy they're missing on the court. They're missing somebody who is a uh, somebody who can score, but somebody that's a relatively low usage player that's really good at shooting the three ball and and by the way not streaky because they got enough streaky shooters but they need a guy that can shoot the three ball at a really high clip and then I don't think they need because listen they're not going to get a stopper right I I, it's really really far-fetched that they're going to get a guy that is going to shut down the Tatums but they might get a guy that you can at least put on him and and slow him down alongside your gigantic uh low post that being said, I don't know the roster changes are coming. If this is an evaluation year, if you're the Cavs and, and Kobe, you've already got so so few assets to work with outside of swapping a, you know Kevin Love's bad contract with another bad contract. Outside of that, I think the most likely thing you're to do is something really, really small, if at all, because you still do have a limited number of assets. So you want to you want to preserve them until you truly know what you have, which if you're JB doesn't feel great because that might mean that you might be the thing changed before the roster. Let's go with Dan. Welcome to the show, bud. Hello, Dan. 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 Bye, Dan. Let's go. I know. I went total Randy Marsh there. Dan? Dan. Chris, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got? Hey, Mr. Wilson, how you doing today? Love your show. Why, Anyways, thank you. you know, this, this, this criticism with JB is ridiculous. This team is clearly years ahead of it. It's been. What is the NBA? It's 82 games. Just like Major League, take a look at what Francona did. No one saw the tribe, win, or the team formerly known as the tribe, winning the, the division. It took the entire year to figure out what your true rotation was going to be, whether pitching, whether defense whether offense, how you're going to figure out your lineup. It's the exact same thing in the NBA. Anyone criticizing this organization from Kobe to JB is ridiculous. Chris, years ahead of schedule. Chris, real quick, buddy. Can I ask you? Hey, real quick, I wanted to ask you something. Uh, Did you think that JB's end-of-game management in the Grizzlies, Knicks, and or Heat game were problematic? And this is what my point is. It takes the season to figure these things out. That's why it's 82 games. Whether we're a five seed or a six seed doesn't make 
any bit of a difference. You're either going to win that first round or you're not going to win that first round because eventually the second round, you're going to go to the team that you're supposed to beat or you are or you're not going to beat. We are years ahead. JB has his team. He's figuring out his schedule. He's figuring out his rotation. He's keeping guys healthy when they should, you know, when, you know, honestly, like, have we had the true rotation that we're going to play in the playoffs in a full week? No, we haven't because you're preparing because this team is prepared and built for the playoffs. So here's and the, here's the only way it real quick. It's the only thing I disagree with you on. Um, the rotation's one thing, right? Who plays in the final five? Right, I actually think the final five in basketball is so much more important than the starting five. And all we ever pay attention to is who is the starting three today, right? Um, everything that we've talked about with, with his game management late in games, that's not things that you need to figure out. Timeout usage, um, timeout conservation, individual offensive plays, JB's not somebody that I look at and say, oh, he just called a timeout. We're coming back from the timeout with 15 seconds left to go, and he's about to draw up the game-winning play. Those aren't, you got another, you need 82 games to figure them out. Those are in-game philosophy and in-game management. Now, can can coaches override those things? Yes. Andy, every time I watch Andy Reid in a friggin' game, everybody on Twitter's bitching about his game management. And Andy Reid has won as much as anybody in NFL history. Regular season, and he's done pretty damn well in the postseason as well. But JB hasn't won to that level. And, you know, I, I we had a caller, Ron, earlier that said, well, Luke Walton's on the staff. Yeah, that doesn't do a lot for me. Because Luke Walton's already on the staff. If he was part of fixing the offense, well, you could start before you try and bump off JB Bickerstaff. But the reality is the end of game th- stuff is just not good enough right now. And that falls on JB. Eric, we got about 30 seconds, buddy. What you got for us? What's up, man? Thanks for taking my call. I, I was just going to chime in real quick. Um, I don't really have a, a problem with JB. Um, only only thing that I will say is um, I, I want to see more um, maybe maybe Osmond in that three spot to close the game because of his shooting. Whether he's streaky or not, he can make shots. I think their their situational ball. I mean, a situational basketball decision making can change. Like Isaac Okoro stepped out of bounds last night. In addition to the five second call, he could have called timeout too. And so um, I think they still are young, and we need a, a probably another veteran or two. Don't know if it's going to come this year or next, but they need a few more veterans on this team for for leadership purposes. Um, to because to, you know they went Jimmy Brother and, and Kyle Lowry are pros. And they faced some pros last night, and Miami had them confused all night long. All the mistakes Garland made, turning the ball over, over dribbling. So it, they, they need to play a better situational basketball. Can JB get better? I think he can. But I don't think he's the real issue because there's some on-the-court mishaps, effort, hustle that they're, they're lacking in some of these games. You know, I've said it for – I've heard a bunch of really smart people say this that have played the game. Thanks for the call. You either coach it or you allow it. And I, I, I understand the underlying idea of patience. I'm not saying fire JB right now, all right? I'm also growing a little impatient with him. But here's the reality. All the lessons that are all the tough mistakes that they're making right now, they were making a month ago and they were making two months ago. Some point real soon, you need to see the growth there. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.